say that to you? Yeah, you're like this guy Souza. He, he's he's he wants us to start the podcast. I want to do it with you. What do you think? One show a week. We got this, right? <laughs> I'm like one show a week. Yeah, I could do that. It sounds fun. I miss it. Yeah, that does sound fun. Three months later, you're like every day. <laughs> Bam, we're live. Uh, and, and we've been going. Yeah, that was that's good. It's an evolution. How long did it take to go? We went from one day a week to to one every day. How quickly? Mm, six months, I would say, to get to every day. Yeah, to get to to get it's, consistently every day, I would probably say that's about right. I remember you also saying it'll be crazy when we do three a week. <laughs> Douche nozzle. Three a day. Uh in the center square today we have Mr. J.R. Howell. Um uh with the uh I don't know what that thing is on his back. Oh Brian had a long that's right. We talked about. Oh, it is his new sponsor. That too. Uh, we talked about. Uh, Brian had a tough night last night. A lot of vigorous exercise. Maybe pulled a muscle in his back or something. So he's trying to stay warm. I did thrusters today, Jr. No way. Increasing thrusters. weight thrusters with chest to bar pull ups and double unders just for you. You're you you're you're so ready for the open. All you needed is that one session. I've done two two thruster workouts in the last twelve months. <laughs> Don't I'm feel saying, bad for Brian. Probably, you I'll should see the other guy. The other guy's really fucked up. Uh, so sorry. Uh, what did you say, Jar? Sorry. I've probably sent him twelve. Twelve workouts <laughs> with thrusters Thruster workouts. In yeah. Uh, buck furpees. Strong. Yeah, comment. that's. I found that's this coin cool. today. Masters Fitness Collective. Isn't that nice? Oh, what is it? I need a new one. Yeah. What's wrong with this one? It's not the one I gave you. You gave uh, me a coin. No, hmm. but I'm gonna give you one. Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, drama. Maybe I need a second coin. Little lover's coral. Coins uh, are important, the, okay? The the 2023 CrossFit Games are about to begin. And when they begin, they will open with an event that's called the Open. Do we know how many people are enrolled so far? <clears throat> Halpin would know. He would, okay. And he would tell you everyone's ID number. Uh, <laughs> Hey Halpin, if you uh, uh, in an hour we're gonna do a show uh, review. When this is over, you guys hang tight. First, Jr. Howell is gonna tell you what all the open workouts are, and then at seven p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we have some incredible video to show you. It is an interview that Brian Spin did today with uh, Bob Eubanks uh, from the CrossFit Games, and we Dave have watched Eubanks. it. Davey Banks and we have watched it and analyzed it, and we have gotten down to the bottom of the uh, strength of uh, field numbers and worldwide rankings. And if you're, if you're from Africa, you should, you should definitely uh, all six of you who watch the show from Africa, you should pay attention. <laughs> or if and you're, in if fact, you're, Seven has spent so much time preparing for this, that he finally figured out that it's called strength of field, strength of field. Yes. If you are, of, uh, if you are of melanated skin and from the African continent, I want to tell you, uh, bring your box of Kleenex because uh, we have some serious issues. We're going to expose tonight. That's in an hour. So we got some. Oh, fun. until then, this show is going to be fun and positive and upbeat. There we Brian's go. Like, dude, we're having Jr. on. Don't be a douche nozzle. I was like, all right, good. I I did say something similar to that. A pair first. Uh, Lucky camera straps, ten dollars from Australia. Stoke for the big crew today. More to come if Jr. predicts workouts that are in my wheelhouse. I already fucking with Mr. Lucky. What are you good at? <laughs> <laughs> Send your list of movements in. 
Uh, okay, um, so let's talk about some big, really big picture stuff first. Uh, so tell the, this is the um, a community event that turns into a crowning the fittest person in the world. Do we have any questions on whether the CrossFit game crowns the fittest person alive? Does anyone is anyone pushing back on that at all? I think if the singular question is Dave. at the end of the CrossFit Games, are we are we finding the single fittest man and women and woman that we've done a good job of doing that? Yeah, and and, and this person is fit as shit. Yeah, I mean, I think in the history of the games that there are less than a handful of situations between men and women where you can even really draw into question whether the best person won. Yeah, right. And, 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 and this really is the fittest person on the planet, whether you want to argue, well, you guys define fitness, blah, blah, blah. Shut up. Just come participate. And, and by that, it means these guys, Adrian Bosman and crew, test uh, all the time domains, uh, the modal domains. The, it's, it's, all, it's all being tested. In the games. Yeah. Not necessarily in the open. Right. Yeah. Okay. And the first event, and there's basically four events, and it goes the open, the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and then the CrossFit games, and it narrows down, uh, as you might imagine. The, they cast the biggest net. That's the open. Anyone in the world can enter. All you need is uh, – uh, you, you do need a computer or access to a computer to register, right? That's the barrier of entry in $20 credit card. <coughs> yep. Yep. Uh, Jonah seven by eight, eight, uh, two euros, please. No wall walks in uh first wad, uh, for three years in a row. Is I think that true? that's a, I think that's a very reasonable request. Have there been wall walks, uh, two the years last in a row? Two, the last two years. And I would, <clears throat> I would love to see a, actually a, an entire competitive season this year with no wall walks. I think that'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that they're a great movement to put in the open, fairly accessible you could argue maybe a movement that people can get their first of during the open that maybe have never been able to get all the way back to the 10 inch line last year you could almost dub it the year of the shuttle run right we had well there were supposed to be shuttle runs the first workout in the open they got switched to box jump overs because of some people's limitations with space quarterfinals had shuttle runs semifinals had shuttle runs and the games had a shuttle run workout. So I think after a year like last year, it would be completely feasible for Boz to just put them away for a year and then bring them back out later. It, it, this is also the first year that Adrian Bosman is doing the programming for all of the events. Correct. Open, quarterfinals, semifinals, and the games. And for those of you who don't know, uh, that in the center square is J.R. Howell. He's the owner of uh, CrossFit Crash, an affiliate on the East Coast of North America. Down below in the red is the executive producer of the Seven Podcast and owner of CrossFit Livermore. That is uh, just outside of San Francisco, California. Uh, up in the right, Brian Friend is uh, uh, the leading sports analyst and opinionated maker uh, in the uh, CrossFit space. I I'd like okay. to also be acknowledged for working at a CrossFit gym in the central part of the U S he's a man that also wants to be acknowledged for working at a CrossFit gym in Chicago. Um, and, uh, the other guy is, uh, Caleb Beaver and, um, he is on every show and, uh, he brings up the visuals and uh, pipes in. If someone says something that's uh, wrong, don't fuck it up. Yeah. He's the fact checker. Uh, and, and, and for two euros you can completely derail the show so 
what's that say about us? Okay, and so so we've got some things established, and we're about to start the first. It, it's a the the open is a three week event. Uh, well, t- tell us. I, I won't I won't screw this up. Go ahead, Brian. Tell us about the open, when it starts, and what exactly it is. Yeah, it will start this Thursday. There'll be a live announcement from Spain at the Caja Magica featuring four of the fittest two men and two women in the world. They'll announce the workout. They may have some other uh, people do the workout uh, additionally to those four, but it'll be the first athletes to do the workout, and a lot of people will watch it. And then uh, hundreds of thousands of people around the world will do the workout over the next four days. You have four days exactly to do the workout and submit it. And then the process will repeat itself two more times over the next two weeks. And and this is the second year in a row. It's been three weeks or how many years? Because it? it used to be four or five weeks, right? It's the third year. Third year in a row. The first year there were that there were three weeks of the Open. There were four scored events because the last week had two, a two-part event. Last year there was a three-week Open and there were only three scored events, which is the fewest that the Open has ever had. This year we have three weeks again, and we don't know the number of scored events that we'll have. Okay, so the uh, the announcements will be on February sixteenth, February twenty third, and March second. And what time will that happen? And where can people uh, watch the announcement live? I believe it's at three p.m. Eastern. <clears throat> yeah, noon Pacific is what CrossFit will advertise it as, since their uh, uh, you know headquarters are in the Pacific time, three p.m. Pacific. And it will be streaming on CrossFit Games YouTube. And uh, there's a deadline for when you have to turn in your score, which always uh, uh, creates uh, some drama with uh, athletes thinking that they put in their scores and missing the deadlines, et cetera. And, and when are those deadlines? They're on the, the following Monday. Uh is it is it the same as at noon, or the, do they keep it at the later time? Five, it was usually five p.m. Pacific time, right? Yeah, it used to be, and I think it even was all the way up until at least last year. <clears throat> I'm sure someone in the comments will correct us, but I want to say it's still five p.m. Pacific. And just so you know, nothing that we say on this show is official. You just watch the watch this show because I guess it's just more fun to get your information from here than anywhere else. But if you really want the official information, you probably have to go over to a CrossFit HQ to their website. And then if, and then we'll, and then you can also then come back here and we'll decipher it for you. Cause a lot of their stuff needs deciphering. Last year, um, uh, JR Howell did an amazing job of uh, giving us some insight into what the workouts could possibly be. It was truly remarkable. Uh, all kidding aside, JR, you killed it. He, um, it didn't come easy. Uh, he, uh, studied the podcast that um, Adrian Bosman does with uh, Pat Sherwood very thoroughly. He went back and looked at gazillions of old journals. Your podcast. And, uh, I'm sorry? Your podcast with Adrian. Uh, my podcast with Adrian. And, and he's done some pretty, he's been pretty obsessive uh, about it. So um, this year it's going to be three weeks. Uh, like we said last year, um, Mostly it was Dave Castro who programmed the Open, and then after that, the programming was uh, mostly uh, Adrian Bosman for the quarterfinals, semifinals, and then it was completely him for the CrossFit Games, and uh, we definitely saw um, Adrian's signature on it. Would you guys say that's fair? More than fair. Yeah, for sure, and remember, those were games predictions, not Open predictions, so I'm not as big on claiming to know what workouts or movements are going to show up in the open. I, I love to do it. It's fun to to make predictions, but 
in the last 13, well, in the last 12 years, we've had that many years of one person programming to where we could make pretty educated guesses of where it was going, movements that would show up, movements that would show up together in the same workout, movements that would show up on which week of the open. We kind of had a good rhythm and we're kind of able to do that. And now we, we don't have any. So this is like the first year that we get to see any trends start to develop. Uh, um, uh, Lucky Straps, I think if I'm reading this correctly, uh, $5 from Australia is asking, um, do we think there will be more or less participation? It does year? say, by the way, in Section 1.2 of the current rule book that the scores must be submitted by 5 p.m. Pacific time on Monday. Okay. So, oh, as we thought. Official. So that's actually a, li- uh, a little more than four days that you have to do it. They're announced at noon Pacific, but you have an extra five hours on the back end. So you have 50 or four days plus five hours to submit your scores. Uh, and uh, another thing that we have already this year is uh, we have the equipment list, right? For basically anything for all the online competitions. Well, yes <clears throat> and no. I, I, there's a website games.crossfit.com slash announcement 13969 slash open that lists the equipment list, but it has this caveat here. Check out this page for a non-specific and non-exhaustive list of equipment you should have access to if you plan on competing in the open and any online events during the season. Okay. So they've given us some equipment that could possibly or it could possibly use with the acknowledgement. How do you interpret that? that? Non-specific and non-exhaustive. Uh, I don't know. That's very interesting. Like, are the kettlebells rogue kettlebells or the kettlebells <laughs> kettlebell masters or do they have to be? I, I don't know. That non-specific thing is 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 confusing. Non-exhaustive means that hey, like we can add anything to the list that we want to. Yeah, not not unlike the uh, bullet points that read a wall space for wall walks, handstand push-ups, but not limited to etc. And a pull-up bar. Four, but not limited to pull-ups, toes to bar, bar muscle-ups. Right. Jump ropes, plural. Why not just put jump rope? It's always said jump rope on the equipment list. And now but but I'm okay ropes. with this, right? They're, just, they're, they're trying to – they're um... – They're checking – they're doing two things. One is they're providing a baseline list of equipment so people can get prepared. Um, and secondly, they're leaving room for uh, change if they feel like they need to make it at the last minute. And just to give some credit, people have been screaming for years, like, can we at least know some things ahead of time about what equipment might be in the later stages? And they even have at the bottom for GHD and rope specifically uh, for the climbing rope that those two implements will not be used in the open, but could be used in the quarterfinals and age group semifinals stage. And, you know, the big talk has been about the kettlebells being added and they even released a video recently saying there's been a lot of worry about the heavy kettlebell movements coming up in the open. You can rest assured that those will not be used until the later online stages. But oh, they said that? They said they, that? They did, yeah. Um, when, when they say later online stages, are they talking about week three or are they talking about quarterfinals? Quarters or age group Quarters. semifinals. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, they've they've gone ahead and let people know, hey, if you don't do work with kettlebells and you plan on making it to those stages – You've got a lot of time to, to put your hands on them and do a lot of different things, which is cool. Hey, that um, that uh, Rogue website that um, Caleb just had up, is that a page on Rogue that has all the equipment already just set up for you? I think that was a post from the game site. So the games had posted the link, and then 
it just basically said everything that the games requested be available to you from the open till quarterfinals. Okay. That's cool. So if you need it, you can go to rogue and just uh, snatch it up. Uh, Lucky camera straps with the big street parking campaign. I can't see them using the rower in the open. What's he talking about? What's he talking about? Yeah. So the, the video that was produced, that was, I mean, I thought Boz was awesome in it. You even talked about the production of it, how good it was. And at the end, I think he says something along the lines of, we're specifically calling out all street parking members to sign up for the open this year and participate. So I think a lot of people are using that to infer things like, oh, there's going to be tons of dumbbells or there's going to be devil press. There's going to be movement synonymous with street parking programming, which which well, could because be street could parking be people true. don't have access to a gym. They right. Ride. In the garage. Yeah. Right. But I, does their um, does their weekly programming, do they not program? rower and then like substitutes for that or do they just assume that people don't have a machine i think they program all of it but always have substitutions for people without because i've i I, but i'm not super familiar with their programming but the stuff that i have seen before has had implements of like an assault bike and stuff like that who knows someone in the comments has got to know that's a great point i'm going to guess that they don't use a lot of assault bike they don't use rower they don't use ghd a lot i'm guessing i don't know they use a lot of sandbag and dumbbell from the media i've seen and like sleds and stuff Hey, is Sandbag on that list, JR? No. No. Um, okay. Uh, and so we're going to start the, We're going to start week one, week two, week three. Um, what can you tell us um, uh, about w- what you think about week one? I know that some years they like to have started week one, so it's accessible to everyone. So that's not the week you want to scare people, I guess, scare people with double unders or muscle ups or, or you know anything that would, would scare people away. Because I think that they're trying to make it, so that people who aren't signing up into the last minute won't be scared when they see that first workout. And do you agree with that? And, and does it help you kind of uh, think about what they might program first? Yeah, I think Chase, he said it best on an open show that he and Bill did recently. It's a, it's a workout that most everyone can do, but no one wants to do. So usually they'll try to scare you with pain, discomfort, and not uh, a heavy barbell or a complex bodyweight movement. Um, and, and even in the past, I mean, you know, we have so many years with Dave and he kind of followed along with this. I mean, some people could argue that the workout that started with one wall walk and ended with a set of 21 wall walks was, was, was pretty aggressive. Um, but for the most part, you know, usually the first week anyone could do. And he kind of understood that. And I think Boz does too, that, you know, we want to, especially since it's only three weeks and we're not sending people directly to the games, which they did like in 2019, that, the movements that come out week one are going to be things that most people can do and most people have access to. Oh, in 2019, they, they did do, they did have some direct qualifiers and they also programmed the most biased workout. One of the two most biased workouts in the history of the open for week one, that row wall ball, row wall ball and uh, 12 minutes of burpees were the two are the two polar extremes of most favorable for tall and short athletes respectively. Mm. And Uh, there is hard data to support that. And we, and I mean, I know a lot of people don't care about the numbers and the trends, but some people do. And when we talk about these things and how much information we had in the last 12 years, think about things like this, snatching toes to bar and double unders have been in every single open up to this point. Those were all Uh, and and thrusters. Say those four again, snatch toes to bar. 
double under thruster. Mm-hmm. Snatch has been in week one of the open in 2011, 13, 14, 15, 17, 18, 20, 21, and 22. Snatching and burpees, that combination showed up five times in 12 years. So those two movements together. Mm-hmm. Wall balls and ring muscle ups, 2012 and 13. That was a repeat. 14, 15, and 20. Thrusters is the last week, I'm almost positive, all but 2020. And that was the year they were in a 20-minute AMRAP with dumbbell thrusters. So, I mean, there have been things over the years that we kind of know is coming. And I think that makes it fun. Like everyone would say around week three, uh, this is usually the muscle-up week. You know, this is usually when rings come out and everyone starts to drop off. You know, weeks one and two are pretty accessible. And then weeks three and four, usually there's a chipper in week four. Or, you know, we know the last week is usually going to have thrusters. I mean, it kind of made it fun and it kind of made it at the same time unknowable. So uh, this workout that you mentioned, like uh, the seven minutes of burpees, that can't be seen anymore, right? I mean, that that's uh, things like that are gone when you limit it to only three or three workouts. Uh, right? I think I think if you wanted to bring that workout back as a as a repeat workout in this format with a three week open, that you you would need to couple it with something else. So you might do AMRAP seven minutes of burpees at the ten minute mark, barbell complex in a five minute window. So you have a heavy with a monos, you know, a body weight ninja like softball Uh, yeah i think making it making it three weeks from five weeks really does affect the programming in the way of single modality workouts where you just have a body weight movement for seven minutes straight you just have a weightlifting movement seven minutes straight they could do it i don't think they will do it and you know to brian's point um some might say, what about seven minutes of burpee box jump overs? Sure. But the, the people that you saw excel at seven minutes of burpees are probably still going to excel at that same thing. The box being 24, 20 inches doesn't automatically give an advantage to anyone that's taller. Yeah, it doesn't turn it into a couplet. And I actually, I wrote an article about this that has not been published and probably won't be published on Bar Bend, but I will eventually publish it somewhere. And it and it shows a um, hierarchy of, of movements relative to height performance. And it was actually a really cool study. And my kind of the reason that I wanted to highlight this is because <clears throat> there's some specific movements and movement combinations that are very favorable to a specific demographic of height. And it's really the only one we can measure because weight is, there's no way of tracking weight accurately in the CrossFit Games current system. Um, and, and, and the same goes for people that are sh- uh, shorter, like there's some workouts and some movements that are very favorable for that. So if you're the programmer for the open and you want to have a relatively balanced test and you're going to choose either one of those movements specifically, and especially in a combination like rowing and wall balls, then you need to have something that offsets it. So that's why I say that if you're going to have a, a burpee test, then you need to also have a rowing test or, or a weightlifting test. Where did the data come from that, that article? awesome guy named Mark Baum that would will get the credit for all of the work um, that he has done um, and would have, but, and will, he will. How significant is the difference between like, say you have two athletes that have the, oh, the same capacity, but they're the difference in height. Like how, like does the, the taller, it's hard, to, it? it's hard to say with capacity. What this does is basically a, it, it uses something called rank correlation. And so zero is neutral that it had no favorability relative to height. Okay. That workout in, in 2019 was a, a negative 0.448 value. And the next closest one was negative 0.247, which is 18.1. <clears throat> so it's twice as favorable for tall athletes as any other open workout ever programmed. 
the burpees, 12 minutes of burpees was a positive 0.376. And the next closest one was 19.4 at positive 0.304. Then there's a big drop to 0.2308 for 13.5. So there's one work. So he took, he got the data from the open and he, and he, and he just, he looked at, he just picked a hundred people that he could find their height. No, the top 2,500 every year. That did How did that he work. get their height? How did he get their height? It's on the game site. It's on the now, there are a few that might not have it listed, but it's going to be wow. a fairly good representation of the top 2,500 performers on every workout that's ever been done in the Open. He did the same for the games. Obviously, there's less people. Are you that's launching a website, Brian? Are you launching a website? Launching a website? I think so. Okay. Oh, go ahead, Jared. Sorry. That's interesting. What? That 18.1, you spent half the workout on the rower because that was toes to bar dumbbell hang clean and jerk and calorie row and so when you take the top five that favor the tall and the top five that favor the short there's a a very distinct pattern that comes in uh that comes into play interesting and you can see that you know that the movements are relatively the same so three of the five favor rowing all of them had weightlifting component um those are the two things that were uh, favorable for the taller athletes in the field. And we can presume the taller are also the heavier. And then for the lighter one, three of the five included burpees and there was never anything uh, heavy that showed up. The heaviest thing we ever had in the one that favored the shorter athletes was a hundred pound thruster. Will you look up 20.5? I'm curious to see that workout. That was a choose your own adventure wall ball ring muscle up calorie row. If that one was almost a zero or if that one still favored the taller person because of the wall balls. I, I would say I, I would say because of 40 ring muscle ups, it probably evened it out. But I, I can't you said 20.5. Correct. Mm-hmm. It's the eighth that. most favorable workout in the history of the open for taller athletes. So you could argue though that there are only about five movements that are more favorable for taller athletes in CrossFit. Wall balls, anything with a box, so a box jumper, a step up, rope climbs, rowing. What else? Well, any machine, I would say. <clears throat> right. Um, when you say tall, like, like weighted running, you mean just like every inch taller you are, you'll see the curve go up. They just do better on average, like from five, five to six, two, you just see that line, like on the rower, just better. Yeah. If you're, I mean, you still have to like, assuming that the same, the same capacity is there. Right. Right. Uh, I, 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 going back to these uh, four movements that have been in all the opens, the snatch, the toes to bar, the double under the thruster. I'm really surprised the burpee's not in there. It was not in 2015. And then in 2016, it was in the open twice in 16.1 and 16.5. Oh, interesting. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, any? Do you think there will be something, uh, JR, there'll be something new this year in the open that we've never seen before? This Turkish getup or these... You know, this whatever this is going to be. Boz, I think he said on an interview maybe that he did with Miranda recently um, where she kind of was, you know, trying to get a little bit of information for the community and digging a little bit. And he said, as far as there being something brand new off the wall, no. But he did make a comment that new to the open, yes. But if you've kind of been around for a while and you've been paying attention, it's not a new movement. And like he, I think, even made that claim on the crossover double under. He's like, just because it's, it's a, it's a new movement to you. Doesn't mean it's new. Like you can watch Matt Mursky doing it on every second counts. Like it, it's Who made uh, that movie. <laughs> jumping rope, you know, is not is not a new thing. And people have been doing single unders for you know. You learned how to jump rope. You were probably doing single unders, and they count oh, the games. This, this is a good guess. You think it's something like this? That might be hard to judge, though. So yeah, and that's a great. What is point. that? What's SDLHP? 
sumo deadlift high pull. It's actually yeah, one usually, of the usually that, you see without the L S T H P. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of was wondering that too, and was talking to chase about it. And, and, he thought, and, and we, sorry, I didn't remember real quick just to help people out. Uh, you're talking about with the, with the kettlebell GR, right? Sumo uh, deadlift high pull with the kettlebell. And no, I mean, cause normally we see it with the uh, barbell, right? But you, now you're talking about with the kettlebell. Maybe. So I think a kettlebell would be more likely, but I was actually thinking that it would show up in the open with a barbell. It is in the judges course and has been every single year. And yet they never use it. Also, they've never done back whoa, squats. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Go back to that. You tell me about this judges course thing. What's that? So when you take the judges course, they have you know, all kinds of movements that you have to look at the points of performance on and look at, um, you this know, is a, but tell me about the judges course. That's the thing where you have to pay $10 to take the online course so that you can judge people in the open and sign off on there. <clears throat> and for the rest of the season. Yeah. And it used to be a way that, you know, you, you have to take it if you're going to validate scores for sure. You know, okay, depending, okay. depending on what gym you go to, some people will, you'll, you, you can judge, but you know, if the person who's taking the courses, they're watching and validate scores, whatever, you know, the rules <laughs> have changed. Up over that the comment years. by Matt Kuvian, Kuvian. God, this is really compelling what you're saying. This is an interesting comment. Um, Sumo Delph Hypo certainly could come up in the open. It's very rare that the, that a main site workout has any movement that's also repeated the same week of the open. So this could be like a, maybe a, a little nod to a, a 22.2 or 23.2 or 3, but basically eliminates it from being a possibility this week. And, wow. you, know, when you, have a, you know, when you have a movement like um, light Sumo Delph High Poles, or um, really light hang power cleans where there's just so much opportunity for is the hip all the way open? Is the knee fully extended before the mm -hmm. elbow drops below the bar? It's really hard to tell because you can go so fast. What if you did sumo deadlift high pulls for a set of 50 like they did at regionals one year at 135? A lot of those guys, even at that level, were doing singles at that point. Just like singles on power cleans, I would argue that's mm -hmm. not very difficult to judge. And like we talked about in the judges course, that movement is there every single year and it's never been used and it's a foundational movement. Look how long it took for GHD sit-ups to make their way to a stage lower than semifinals, right? They, they were in quarterfinals the first year. They were in quarterfinals last year. Maybe could be eventually in the open. I don't know. But if you're looking at old school movements that have been around for forever, that they the put GHD a lot of value there, you know, on, you know, as long as the level one's been around, it's been, it's right. been taught mm -hmm. to CrossFit coaches around the world. Right. So do I think it could be a judging nightmare? Yeah. But would you, I don't know. Some would push back, but, but go would, back would, to what you were saying. You're would, saying would you, that in you the judges course, it's there. And the yeah. judges course is made specifically for judging the open quarterfinals, semifinals, uh, the games. I'm assuming that every games coach has taken the, the judges course. Um, and uh, for masters teams, it's, I mean, it's, it's the, the comment section is doing very well. I had three things in mind. This was two, now hit, the comments have hit two of the three things that I thought might be a new thing in the open this year. I don't think the med ball clean will show up in the open. Uh, even though it, it, it like crossed my mind as a good po possibility to, I think that will get a lot of heat in terms of difficulty to judge. Mm-hmm. Uh, inverted burpees, they've been kind of uh, promoting those a little bit. I also do not think that will show up in the open. What, what's an inverted burpee? Hi, Victor. Thank you for the dollar ninety nine. What's an inverted burpee? It's a way to it's a way to progress toward a press to handstand. That's what it is. What's the movement? What's it look like? Um, you roll lay, onto your back. Do like a you roll up onto your feet. Here we go. And then you just kick up into a handstand. You can do it against a wall or freestanding like this. Ah, uh, okay. 
that'd be way too hard to judge, right? Unless you did it up against the wall. Yeah, up against the wall could be something that's judgeable, but I still think that the transition from getting on your back to your feet is going to just leave a lot of room for gray area. And I don't think we need this in the open. So yeah, going back to the judges course thing, there are a few movements. The pistol has always been there. And I think a lot of people probably in the comments are saying too, but that judges course was also used for later stages. So if you knew you would have to judge pistols at the regionals, you need to be able to spot the flaw and you need to be able to see um, discrepancies in movement when you take the course for the open. Look how long it took the pistol to come to the open. What, 2020 was the first year with the ladder with clean and jerks and box jumps? Mm-hmm. Back squat has never been done in a workout. You could do light back squats from the floor. You could do box step ups with a barbell. You could do um, what I think is probably coming. This is a little bit of a trickle down effect from the games is look at the progression of single of unilateral movements. So starting out, we did dumbbell snatches. You had to alternate. You had to alternate for 2017 on all those dumbbell snatches. In 2018, you had to do five dumbbell hang cleaning jerks on the right or five on the left and then switch arms at five and five. You weren't allowed to alternate. Ever since then, it's always been alternating. The rule is always alternating. When you lunge, you have to lunge right leg, then left leg, right leg, then left leg. You could lunge for distance. Last year, we lunged for reps instead of distance. Why don't they just tell you stand in this spot, do 10 lunges on the right leg, step back, step forward, and then do 10 lunges on the left leg, step back, step forward. No one ever practices that. It's a trickle down from Mm. the pistol at the games when they had to do a certain number of reps on one leg and then a certain number of reps on the other leg, maintaining balance, not letting their foot touch the floor. I'm going to tell you this, just so you know, uh, Greg Glassman absolutely hates those. Lunges like standing us. in place. Step back yeah. lunges. Yeah. And not lunging like horizontal displacement. Yeah. yeah. Basically walking. He right. wants to see, he wants, I, I, he saw me doing lunges uh, when we were in Tahoe last week and he came over and just fucking, sl- I was doing them in place and he fucking <laughs> just railed me. She changed my workout, mid-workout. Me, me and his wife and my wife. What if you have limited space? Maybe you could do a backwards into a forwards lunge. I, I tried to talk my way into some shit. I'll, I'll bring it up to him again. But just so you know, I'm, I'm not sure if, it's in, if that's in the journal anywhere either. I'm not sure I'm not sure if he's written on that. So yeah, like last year during the, you know, last year during the age group semifinals, they they lunged for, for reps with a barbell. And it's the first time I think it's been done in an online stage since 16.1, which was an overhead walking lunge with a 95 pound barbell. Mm-hmm. It's usually been dumbbell, dumbbell front rack, dumbbell hang position, double dumbbell overhead. That's been programmed any all different ways. But with a barbell, just like with step ups, most people just do it with dumbbells. They do dumbbell step up on the shoulder. They do it from the hang position with both dumbbells at the side. But what did Rogue do this past year in their qualifier? They had barbell step ups in it. And that's, I mean, People it's a, can, it's, a, it's yeah. intriguing to me that you say that most people don't do these things. We do these things at the gym, but we never do them in a Metcon. We do it right. as a strength training, sub, you know, an accessory work for leg. Strength. Yeah, we did barbell step-ups today in the gym. In the Metcon? No, no, for the for strength. For the strength, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, going back and saying, what's the range of, range of motion for a sumo deadlift high pool for, for a judge? What, what, what would that be? Usually the, bars, the bar or the, top, the object is meant to clear the collarbone is generally. Yeah. God, that's tough. I, yep. That that's going to be tough to judge. I, I, I wonder if you could say, hmm. yeah, there's again, too I, much gray area. Again, I think the load has to be 
the load has to be heavy enough. And if, if Taylor's listening right now, he would say things like, well, you know, listen, everyone's clamoring for dumbbell or for kettlebell snatches in the opener and quarterfinals. You know, what's wrong with a kettlebell swing? You know, how is a shoulder to overhead any harder to judge than a kettlebell swing? You know, he's a pretty big component, uh, you, you know, like a big advocate of if someone's, if someone can't get arms covering ears in a kettlebell swing, they probably can't in a push press either. So what's the problem? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I think if I, th- I, I don't disagree with Taylor there. I think if they do want to introduce kettlebell swings into the competitive season, that they should st- start at a later stage. So they have a narrower field to exercise, to do that exercise with. And the exercise being, here's the standard we're looking for. Watch the best in the world do it. And now it's like, oh, well, that's something that maybe I should be ready for next year. And I know exactly what CrossFit's looking for. I don't, I would not like it if they put them in the open this year and introduce the standard at the same time. That's what you're going to just open yourself up to ridicule and and problems. Wait, but why, why do you say that though? Because the kettlebell has a clear ending, just like it would be a push jerk. So it's still dynamic. You could still see the extension of the the knees, the hip, and the arms, right? Yeah, but you well, right now we're sitting here with four of us who have a combined like 50 years of doing this, and there's probably 10,000 people that are do, have been doing this for less than six months that will sign up for the open. Mm. Now, of course, the coaches should be in a place to administer that rule. I'm just saying that. I would, I would, I think that it would be better off for CrossFit's sake. And that's the one thing I'm trying to push them towards more and more is make decisions that are easy for your team to manage. You're always telling us you have a small team. Don't make a decision like that. That's going to be unmanageable. Uh, yeah. William Leeper, thank you. 499. Appreciate it. I want to also, uh, Anthony, uh, TPA wall walks into wall facing handstand pushups. Aggressive. Since 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 that movement was introduced at the games level first, and people can argue, well, well, they introduced single unders at the games level first. True, it's it's a little bit different. They did that for accuracy. They did that for an unbroken set. It was just there so that if you did mess up, you couldn't advance. Since they introduced that wall facing handstand push up at a deficit, really on the ballistic block at the games, I think the idea of just seeing seeing them do wall facing regular strict handstand pushups is probably more likely at the semifinals level or even at the quarterfinals level definitely not the open uh what jr is trying to say is what ken walter said uh no way in can i throw out my one uh, prediction Hell. of a new ish movement that we might see in the open and see what jr thinks about it since no one's I'm brought excited. it up i'm excited i'm yeah. excited brian and it's it is actually a little bit in line with this thing he's talking about of doing movements on one side and then the other. It's a single arm dumbbell thruster. I think that's great. And I, and I think that if they did that, there would be a requirement to do a certain number of reps on one side. Before yeah, you do 10 on one side, do a gymnastics move, 10 on another side, do a 10 cal row and repeat yeah. that for 16 minutes or whatever. And uh, that's a great shot in the dark. You took Brian. It's not a bad idea. Um, you've kind of softened the blow on on what I wanted to say and made me feel a little bit more com- comfortable. Um, and, and, and all you guys are doing great rolling with the punches. And JR, you're especially uh, a straight shooter. I want you to know that. And shoot I think that, hip. yeah, yeah, you should. Thank you. And, uh, and, and none of this show has been overkill. We're 40 minutes and we're just keep turning over new stones. And I really appreciate it. And if any of you guys have any ideas that you'd like me to bring up on the show regarding the open, feel free to shoot me uh, an email. Uh, no battle is too big or too small. And the deadline for that email could be, uh, you know, within the next 24 hours. And, uh, and if you have two ideas, you can send them in one email because I like it when you kill uh, two birds with one stone. And that also saves me a lot of uh, time and so that I don't have to bite the bullet by opening uh, two emails. And, uh, and, and if you do have 
a bad idea. You won't, I won't like come at you kicking and screaming. I'll be cool. And I won't jump the gun. I'll probably read it a few times and uh, um, just take a stab at it and let's communicate and be open. And I just want you to know that I'm really blown away by our uh, camaraderie. Thank you. Okay. Um, I think it was, uh, <laughs> do you remember when they did Brian, when they did the, I'm going to mess up the the combination of the three words, but it was like, it was like breathe, lift, whatever. And there were movements you could do at home during COVID, I believe. Do you remember that one of those workouts had dumbbell snatches and in it, there was a, there was a requirement for you to do all the reps on the right arm. And then I think do burpees over the dumbbell and then all the reps on the left arm. So I'm just thinking of times when they've actually said, you're going to do the single arm or single leg movement, but you're not going to alternate. It hasn't happened often. And I don't think it's something people train a lot. Um, and I, I think it's a, it's a great prediction that there's going to be some kind of unilateral movement where you are not allowed to just prevent fatigue by switching every rep. Brian, Thanks, are you going to respond? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sarah Cox, thank you very much. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, we would not have um, – every anytime uh, you see Sarah Cox's name, look at Brian and say, thank you, Sarah, for bringing us Brian. She, Brian does not even exist. with the, He's a hologram that Sarah gives us the uh, money to make sure that uh, we can run his AI. Yes, Mr. Beaver, I see you bowing down to Miss Sarah Cox. Um, uh, Andrew Hiller will be coming on the show in 19 minutes. Andrew Hiller does do a uh, show every Tuesday called uh, TRT Tuesday, and uh, Sarah is a great sponsor for my show and Andrew's show. As you guys all know, uh, there was a comment in here I wanted to bring up to you. Sevon, do you smoke pot? No, I well, don't. Can someone tell me what that rant was you just did? Oh, you'll know soon. Yeah, I, I appreciate you uh, noticing. Is that um, a preview of the second hour? Yeah, it's a shot in the dark. <laughs> that is a. Um, well, is I just did want to throw just throw it out there before we get sidetracked that. We want to do this every right. every Tuesday for the next month or so through the uh, the Open and into quarterfinals. And I think it's a, one of the very few opportunities we have to talk about some stuff that goes on during the Open that won't really get talked about anywhere else. So if you know someone that's doing something cool in the Open that's you know unique or different and likely going to get lost, send it to one of us. If we get a ton of them, we may not get to all of them, but we'll try to highlight some stuff that's cool that's happening around the world that, like I said, probably will not be um, not not be broadcast too publicly otherwise. And Sevon will Sevon will at least five times each week go on and troll someone who he thinks isn't trying or thinks that the open doesn't matter and call them out on their poor scores. <laughs> <laughs> you have me confused with Andrew, but thank you, I appreciate it. Um, I just joined. Has Jr. already guessed all the work? Yes, he guessed all the workouts. Uh, go back. Um, not only uh, thank you, Brian, for saying that. Not only will we be um, doing this every Tuesday on Thursdays. Um, we uh, after they announce the workout, uh, Taylor will be jumping on. I believe uh, Jr. will be jumping on. Brian, of course, is always welcome, and uh, Andrew Hiller will be here. And we will uh, Taylor will have already done the workout, and then we will watch Andrew do it live and discuss uh, the open every week. So I think that we're going to try to shoot for like 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on um, every Thursday. So we're going to be doing a lot. Tuesdays and Thursdays will be big open days for the next couple of weeks. Um, do you guys want to talk about um, take take a quick stab? Uh, I know it gets easier as the open goes on, but let's talk about uh, with our 17 minutes left before uh, barbells, uh, not barbells. 
I do want to ask barbell spin comes on and Andrew Hiller comes on. I do want to ask about the kettlebells and what you guys think about them because you know, a lot of people are excited about the kettlebell. They think the kettlebell is going to come up in the open. It may just be saved for quarterfinals for the age group semis. If they choose to use kettlebells in the open, something that I don't think a lot of people are paying attention to is there are only three weights listed. Think about the age divisions that are doing the open. It's everyone. The lightest weight is 35 pounds. Lightest. The thought of doing anything other than a goblet squat or a farmer's carry, maybe a kettlebell deadlift, there's no way. There's no way, and there's no way that some age divisions are going to use the kettlebells and they're going to say, if you're at this certain age, you're going to use dumbbells instead or you're going to use a barbell instead. I just don't think that's going to happen. I think the the so the the movement choice that we have for the open using kettlebells is like three or four movements and i think that's goblet squat i think that's farmers carry farmers carry maybe and yeah i mean they say you need floor space it doesn't say they're going to use the floor space in the open it only says that the ropes and the ghds are going to be used in later stages so they may not use the space at all but after all the shuttle runs last year what does that leave lunges handstand walk and carry so other than that, with the kettlebell, wait, 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 handstand walk with the kettlebell. No, no, no. no. As, I, as things that you could use the clear for, floor oh, space oh, for okay. the floor space for it. Just it. Um, I hope they do find a way to use the kettlebells. I think it'd be awesome to put them in the open, but I think that the, the number of <clears> movements, yeah. Could, could they do a single arm hang clean and jerk? Sure. But I still think 35 and 53 for some of those age groups are going to be way too difficult for for something single no and they're not gonna and they won't do that i mean they've already said they're not gonna use the heaviest one so if you're if you're programming the the 16 and 24 kg as the rx that covers 17 to 54 but everyone outside Mm -hmm. of that division has no other option so i think jr is right on the money there and i i never thought that the kettlebell is gonna be in the open this year i do think it will be in the open eventually but i think that we'll have other versions of kettlebells listed weight wise and that'll be an indication that it's more likely to happen Oh, what about this, JR? Everything that the um, kettlebells can do, the dumbbells can do too. And they have dumbbells right. 20 pounds to 70 pounds. And at that point, it, get, it then you have to start almost thinking Turkish get up. I, I give, you could do those with the dumbbell too. I, I was going to say, there, there say isn't. Let me there... throw this one thing out there. I want to say this. You know, Adrian loves kettlebells. I could totally see them him trying to put them throughout the games this year, that being the theme open quarterfinals, semifinals, and the game. I mean, could you see that also? I mean, look, he had, we had kettlebells in the semifinals for online last year. We had kettlebells in the, at the games mm-hmm. fairly demanding fashion last year. So he's already done it at two stages of the season. I, my, my instinct when they first, when they first showed up was they're going to be in the quarterfinals this year. And I think if they, I think if they are in the quarterfinals, they're going to show up in a dual fashion. So you're going to have dual kettlebell squats or dual kettlebell lunges or kettlebell cleaning jerks like they did with the alpaca last year. Um, things like that. It's going to be, it's well, going to be is in the clean and, in the, in the quarterfinals, he's got so many options because he could do a progression of those things too. He could do a clean and jerks in the first three rounds and double kettlebell snatch in the last three rounds. So it's just so right. many things that the quarterfinals caliber athlete can do well with kettlebells. Just to me, it makes more sense. It's not, I mean, look, he certainly could do it, but my, my I would, bet heavily on quarterfinals for the kettlebells. So the wall balls have wall balls have been out of the open for the last two years. Do you think the wall balls come back? 
Uh, I th- I think they probably should come back. I think that it's a it's a good mo- open movement, and the fact that they haven't been there for a couple of years, I think, is fine. That's basically what I'm saying about the wall walk. Is we had them for two years, let's get rid of them for two years. We haven't had the wall ball for two years, bring the wall ball back. Yeah, and something I think a lot of people should take note of is that, you know, last year I think there was a thought of like, is he going to program a heavy wall ball? like for the age group semifinals or, you know, even for the quarterfinals, are we ever going to see a heavy wall ball? What happened? What happened? They went to a a higher target. And then what did they do at the games? They went to an even higher target using the same ball. So heavy wall ball, there's nothing on the equipment list for quarterfinals or age group semifinals. But if you have a wall and it's 10 feet, it can probably be 11 or 12 feet also. The point what do you think we're going to open up with? Do you think the um, the open is going to be just uh, couplets and triplets? Is that what you're thinking? I was thinking about this the other day that there <clears throat> there hasn't been a chipper in the open in a while. And I, the first open I did was 2014. And I think that it's the most famous chipper the open's ever had was a 60, 50, 40, 30, 20 ending with ring muscle up. And I couldn't do a ring muscle up at the time. I've done that workout a few times since, and I love that workout. Like, you know, I know some people are saying we might not have a repeat, but I think that that would be such a great repeat workout, and you could get a chipper, which is a format that we haven't seen in a few years. So, for as far as you know, they've had AMRAPs and time cap workouts, and that's about it recently. With a three uh, week with a three week open, do you think they should still even do repeats ever again? I mean, I think something like that would be perfectly fine. You're repeating a workout from nine years ago. Right. And it's got, and it's a great workout. Um, and it's not, you know, I don't think like the, the, the days of repeating the same workout from the previous year, I don't think that that's ne- necessarily needed, but there's some great workouts from 2011 through 16 that haven't come up in a long time. And there's a whole new generation of CrossFitters that haven't done that workout or seen that workout. And the ones of us that have might be like, damn, uh, man, I, you know, it's pretty cool to be able to do that 10 years later and do just as well or better on it. Yeah. And I think that, you know, for the last, for, I guess, 2021, 20, 20 and 21, no, no, I'm sorry, 21 and 22, um, just 21, having a complex at the end, I think the best way that strength has ever been tested in the open are the 16.2 slash 19.2 and 17.3 formats where you have a certain time window, the barbell gets heavier and heavier, the gymnastics stays the same or progressively gets harder or more repetitions. And that's the way that you, you earn your heavy barbell, you earn your right to, to work more, but everyone gets to play. And I think that will come back, whether it's deadlift, whether it's snatch, whether it's, uh, whether, whether it's a thruster ladder, they've never done a thruster ladder in the open. You could argue that they did it, recently what last year when they did 95 pounds 115 135 (laughs) (laughs) right but you know something like that i think will come back around as the way strength is tested um i think just lifting just a barbell how heavy can you go is uh is kind of going to be pushed to the wayside a little bit oh what do you think about single unders Uh, clock cutter was asking about single unders i think uh if i had to bet whether they would or wouldn't be in the open, I would bet that they would. Really? Mm-hmm. You think it's going to come in the first workout? Did you, did you, say, think, you said would not? Would. would. You would. think they will be? I yeah. Think so. yeah. If you had to choose one way or another, if you handed him, if you said, hey, uh, JR, are there going to be single unders in the open? You have to pick yes or no. He's going with yes. Mm-hmm. I would go with no. 
What would it be with? You have something in mind? Uh, I think that it would be with with, with another with another Griffin <laughs> movement and with double unders. I do. Yeah, I, I really oh, do. I, like I a think, progression. Yeah, I think it would be. I think it would be a progression, just an open style. Dude, version I, I programmed the workout last week. It was sixty single unders into thirty double unders, twelve hang power clean and jerks into twelve six hang power snatch. It was a, a work to rest. Oh my god, it was brutal workout. And wow. it was really cool mind body trick to go from the singles straight into the doubles. Um, Jr., can you give us some ideas of what you, what you uh, what you would feel comfortable sharing with what you think week one would be could be some good workouts, a couple ideas. Yeah, I, I do kind of think you know for the longest time people would call like CrossFit snatch fit because it was like all, all we ever do is snatch. You know, and the first workout almost always has snatches. You know, Dave always programmed snatch the first week. I I do think that Boz um, values expression of control coordination. Um, all that kind of stuff at, at a really high level. So I think that something unilateral in week one is is going to happen. Whether it's a step up, whether it's a lunge, whether it's a single arm dumbbell movement, um, that would be what I would guess. Coupled, what with does that mean? Unilateral, like a step up, using using one leg at a time or using one arm at a time. Okay. So so something like. Um, uh, if you guys never tried the workout or a version of the one they did at the games um, with the kettlebell lunge and the toes to bar, I think something like lunges with toes to bar would, would be awesome. Toes to bar is very accessible for most people, and it's going to push a lot of the population. Hey, I can do this one RX. I may not be able to do any other one RX, but I can do this one because I can get that big swing and I can still do some really small sets of toes to bar. But I think something like toes to bar lunge variation Toes to bar wall ball, something like that, I think is 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 gonna be in the first week. I, I don't think we see a barbell in the first week. Uh toes to bar lunge. That's toes, what I'm here. Toes to bar lunge, toes to bar wall ball, um, burpee toes to bar, something, some something like that. I, I think it's gonna be really accessible. I think it's gonna be very simple. And 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 they do have pressure on them, right? What are the pressures of programming the open in three weeks? I think the pressure is to find uh, the balance between something that is fun for the entire community and challenging enough for the best athletes in the world. And and uh, and in the different time domains and modalities, what what are the time domains we'll be looking at in these three weeks? Well, kind of interesting, actually. Last year, we had time domains of 15, 10, and 12 minutes. The year before that, 15, 20, 15, and then another seven for the lift. And the year before that, 15, 20, 9, 20, and 20, which is really strange to have three 20-minute time cap workouts in the same open, I would say. Well, one of them was an Abra. Um, So a lot of 15s and 20s, but you'll get one that's like 8 to 12. Uh, and <clears throat> I guess I guess one of the ways to think of it is with only three workouts, we're talking about the fact that you can't just have burpees for seven minutes. They have to be some sort of couplet. They have to... Um, Tests uh, other. Um, I think they'll I all think be mixed JR's, modality. Yeah, I think they'll. And all I think be mixed that modality. Jr. is right. If like if you're looking at the style of workout, the best bet for the first workout is a couplet. And I think that then there'll be evolutions of, of more a little bit more complex. Maybe you get a triplet, or, a triplet, or a chipper. And in the last workout of the of the open to the last week, you might get uh, a progression. You know, where you do rounds of something that progresses to sounds of rounds of something harder, and maybe even goes to a third iteration. 
How many scaling options does the open offer? Is it is it just crazy? It's 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 it is scaling and then foundation uh, scaled foundations RX and then obviously there's adaptive. And there are also different versions for those things of the 14 and 15 year old and 55 plus divisions. So it's you know it's one workout in in theory, but that one workout for the games team ends up becoming because you have to have men and women across probably at least a dozen maybe pushing towards 20 when you factor all the things that we just listed in versions of the same workout. So it's a lot to prepare that and then organize it in a way that's digestible and then write movement standards that are that are easy enough for the entire community to do. It's a big job. And that's why you're saying they should make it simple because the, then if you go back to what the team has to analyze, it's not just those workouts, it's across all those divisions. So the workload gets insane. So a burpee wall ball is much better for them rather than a movement that might have some gray area where you're going to have to analyze it and really break it down. That's a ton of manpower to do that. Uh, Sevon, uh, oh, sorry, uh, uh, Sevi, uh, uh, are you doing adaptive masters? No, Mason, I'm doing, you know what I'm doing? Yeah, you, know what, I'm, <laughs> you know what I'm doing. Uh, Brandon Lecoq. <laughs> Look at that icon photo. Is that real? Uh, $5. Uh, what would be the best repeat? I think in the last week on Boz's story, I'm almost sure someone sent it to me that he reposted Dave announcing seven minutes of burpees and like put something on there. Like that was a good time or those were good times. And whether you think it's foreshadowing or not, Brian, I, I pose this to you. If he did seven minutes of burpees or seven minutes of burpee box jump overs or seven minutes of wall walks and then followed it by, a barbell ladder like he did in 2012 with the snatch ladder and seven minutes of burpees. If the chipper was week three, do you think that's a balanced test in three weeks? Oh, if that was week one, week two, and then week right. three, I think it would be, yeah, I mean, I do because I think you have one that offsets the other and hopefully the chipper is, is, you know, pretty neutral in that regard. So if it, the only question is it's a balanced test, I think that people would be disappointed in that disappointed sure i don't think there's a there there has never been a more accessible workout programmed than that what would it be mixed with seven minutes of burpees and what uh some kind of barbell ladder that just got he's basically saying week one seven minutes of burpees week two uh increasing weight snatches within seven minutes and the last bar is an amrap if you get to it week three you have a chipper with five or six different movements that's a pretty well balanced test you have one that's very favorable for the body weight one that's very favorable for the strong and then one that's, you know, you got to be fit to do well. And there's so there's there, no matter what. There's I don't so think many. it'll. I don't think that that's a guarantee. I don't think yeah. that it'll happen. I, but I do think that it would be a balanced test in isolation. William Leeper, another ten bucks. Thanks, brother. That other five didn't go unnoticed. I appreciate it. Um, our shuttle runs. Um, or shuttle, shuttle runs, runs are going with the wall walks. They're in the closet. We'll see them again in twenty twenty five. Yeah, I mean that's a yeah, and I mean. Like, I, I think don't know if you can say that going Logan. in the closet. Let's just say we're going to kill them for two years. I think that's a, I think that's a great point. Jesus, by Logan, that's where that, we like, got to. It's better to kill someone than put them in the closet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't, oh, I don't think, I don't think you want, I don't think you, you, you saw what that did. You, you don't want that headache again. I don't think that, you know, if quarterfinal athletes can't count them correctly, uh, we're going to expect all the open athletes to not lose count on shuttle runs. I don't think so. Yeah. <sighs> We are uh, one minute away. Uh, you have from an SR prediction for the first workout? That's how please, that's please, how Brian. You have uh, 52 seconds. What yeah, Brian prediction? probably has an actual prediction. I just have 
an idea of what I think. <laughs> well, Formatting. I, I don't care about <laughs> the 52 seconds, Seven. I'm gonna... Okay, take your time. Fine. So, sorry, 52 minutes is what I meant to say. No, I don't need much time. Basically, I do think that a couplet is a very good prediction for the first open workout. I also think that, it, you know, you, for me, it's, it's like you have the two best women in Europe, the two best women, men in Europe competing, and I don't just want to see them do a, a, a two-minute, a two, a two movement thing for 15 minutes over and over again. Like that. It's so, it's such a, it's a shame when you have such good athletes there. So I picked something that I thought would be a little bit more fun, still, still a couple of ask, but I was thinking, and it's so, it's, it's been kind of funny that JR has brought up some of these things. I was thinking that you had a dumbbell and a box. You get single arm dumbbell clean and jerks with box jump overs for three or four rounds progressing to single arm dumbbell thrusters with burpee box jump overs for three or four rounds of some reps and whatever. And now it's like still very accessible, very little equipment needed. Don't need a ton of space. Almost everyone can do it, but it's got an element of fun and then an, an evolution that allows the fitness of those best athletes that are performing it to shine through a little bit more. So what is the prediction one more time? Uh, burpee box overs? No. Single arm dumbbell clean and jerks. So maybe do five or ten on the right, mm-hmm. and then you do some box jump overs, five or ten on the left, some box jump overs. Not burpee box jump overs, box jump overs. And you, after you complete a few rounds of that, then you have another dumbbell movement and it's thrusters, single arm on the right. You do some burpee box jump overs, single arm on the left, burpee box jump overs, and you do, you know, three or four rounds of that. Yeah. So kind of like, you know, uh, quarterfinals had a mandatory rest in there, but kind of like he did the first year where he had the strict handstand pushups, I think, with the dumbbell hang clean and the and double, the double under, under and then it was the dumbbell push press with the kipping handstand push-ups and the double under so yeah so it's like two couplets just roll right into each other dumbbell in a box very easy that was kind of that was just the thought that i had that might be fun uh jethro uh Car- Cor- cardona jethro cardona love that brian uh welcome to the show mr hiller hey uh, um, any, any, any chance we see uh devil presses I think we will see a double dumbbell movement. So I, I think that whether it's double dumbbell snatch, whether it's uh, dumbbell box step ups or step overs, whether it's dumbbell burpee deadlifts, whether it's devil press, I think that we we haven't seen a double dumbbell movement since dumbbell thrusters in 2020, 20.2. So I think a, a double dumbbell movement in the open will happen. Uh, it, it, um, uh, Mr. Souza, is uh, yes. Mr. Spin coming on? Yeah, he's here. I was oh. gonna, I was gonna pull. I was gonna, wait. I don't I wanna, even see him. I don't even see him. Yeah, I was gonna put him up, and I was gonna drop myself off. But first, I wanted to go on the record. I'm gonna give my prediction. Yes, it, okay, it's gonna completely throw out everything we just talked about in its entirety. But okay. I think it'll be, it'll be a repeat workout. I forget which uh, year it was. I think it was like uh, 2011. But it was five power cleans, ten toes of bar, twenty wall ball, fifteen wall balls, yeah. and it was like a 11.5, 20 minute AMRAP. Boom! There it is. There's my prediction, and here's Mr. Spin. Thank you. Hey, Mr. Spin. <laughs> Wall facing handstand pushups. I'm putting Mr. Spin in. Uh, Mr. Spin, before we get down and dirty, do you have any predictions uh, you'd like to make? I know you're more of the uh, objective journalist, but is or do you want to do a prediction? Would you like to do a prediction? Uh, I'd have no idea this time. Um, I mean, I I think they're going to do at some point throw some shuttle runs in there, but. I don't think it'll be the first one. Oh, Jesus. I think it'd be a mistake, but it'll do it. Oh, well, that now I'm feeling better about your prediction. 
Uh, yesterday, uh, Brian's uh, spent an amazing uh, interview. <laughs> this morning, Brian. Thank you. This morning, uh, that, Caleb, should, Caleb should have corrected me on that. This morning, um, uh, Brian Spin uh, did an amazing uh, interview with Dave Eubanks. Have we officially transitioned to the second half of the show? We have. Do you have to go? Uh, so Jr. and I are going to bow out. Oh, okay. I'll let you find gentlemen take it from me. Jr. Would you like to? Jr. You guys are welcome to stay. Yeah, I got. I got. I got to get in bed. It's already okay. Okay. Enjoy. Think of me. Love you. Okay, bye. I'll be listening, but I, I also am going to go. I'm coaching okay. every class the next two days, getting up at four in the morning tomorrow. So thank I'll you. See you. I'll see you tomorrow. And I look forward to hearing what you guys have to say. Thank you. Bye, Brian. It's going to be nice knowing Brian's listening to us as he falls asleep. He's, count, he's counting Hiller doing uh, TRT injections. One Did injection. you guys see Lucas Parker's in the chat? Two injections. Uh, that's Barry McCockner. <laughs> just know, looks awesome. like, uh, he just looks like uh, Lucas Parker. Um, so this morning, uh, Mr. Spin did an interview with uh, Dave Eubanks. It was a great interview. Uh, it was great because it really brought some very interesting attention to uh, a topic that I hold dear and near. I don't remember what year it was. Uh, maybe you guys can help me, but I, don't, I think it was 2018 or 2019. 2019. 19. 19. Um, that Greg Glassman changed the format of the CrossFit Games, and they invited every single country champion. I don't know if you guys remember that. That caused a lot of frustration on a lot of people's um, – for a lot of people. What it did do is it made it the most eclectic CrossFit games in the history of the games by far. It was eclectic or eclectic? Uh, so, uh, 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 yes. <laughs> I'm trying to use a word that's different than inclusive. Uh, what it did is it allowed the largest range of ethnicities and nationalities to participate. Eclectic, uh, eclectic idea, style, or taste from a broad and diverse range of sources. Thank you. What did nice I say? Word. I, what did, no, what did you're, I, you're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, eclectic. I appreciate it. Eclectic was, a, it was the most eclectic cast of characters ever at the CrossFit Games. Now, that was not Greg's intention. I don't, he, he, he wasn't, this wasn't, uh, he did, we didn't have a, uh, DEI council. This was just, uh, just, he, he was like, Hey man, let's let everyone uh, participate kind of at the, at the root of the CrossFit games was to make it so that it was the most potent, um, fitness methodology, lifestyle methodology for human beings to do. All of us who have, uh, who are humans, who have, who have the DNA that makes us humans. And then if you follow this lifestyle protocol, uh, your body would respond in such in the way that it's supposed to, and you'd be the most robust human being alive uh, through this diet and movement. So, uh, and he wanted to make it uh, for, he knew not everyone would do it, but he knew anyone could do it and that it would have huge benefits for them. That that group had uh, the, the rainbow there, man. Uh, you could hold up a chart, and it would be from white to black, like a piece of paper, and you could hold it up to the people there, and it would be the broadest range of any of those a group of people ever at the CrossFit Games. Do you understand what I'm saying? The the the, the melanin in, in human skin at those games was the whitest. Oh, you said the rainbow, and I thought we were getting sponsored by <laughs> Skittles. Oh no, sorry, the black and white rainbow, the All skin right, color rainbow, okay. not the. Uh, I'm up to speed. Okay, let it roll. DEI, Dick's Energy and Inspiration. Correct. You feel where we're going with this. This year, 
But let, let, I want I want I want to explain one more thing to you, and then we're going to play this clip from the interview. Basically, in order to get to the CrossFit Games, in order to get people from your region to the CrossFit Games, you need to accumulate points. The people in your region need to accumulate points to make it to the CrossFit Games. Ironically, the greatest way to accumulate those points is at the CrossFit Games. So if you can't get to the CrossFit Games, you can't get the points to come back to the CrossFit Games. I know that's a little bit dizzying. It's, it's like those people who say invest a bunch of money in the stock market so you can make more money. It's like it's a 10% investment on your $10 million you invested. You're going to make $100,000 a year and never work again in your day in your life. It's like, well, where am I going to get $10 million to invest? It's like, right. wait, you don't right. just have that sitting around? Right. <laughs> and I'm going to explain one more thing to you. And if you don't get this, it's okay. It's going to start, it's going to, start to make more sense to you. But Brian Spin basically did a calculation. And that basically if your region, there are these seven regions, if your region doesn't have at least five people go to the CrossFit Games. No, five in the top 100. Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, if, if, you don't, if you don't have at least five athletes in your region who are the top 100 best athletes in the world, fittest athletes in the world, your chances of getting someone new to the games are nearly impossible. Mathematically fucking impossible. So this, this method that they've installed, that they've put into place, has made it so it's almost impossible, no matter how great, no matter how many great athletes come out of Africa, it would, it would have, Tia would have to go there. I mean, what literally, five Tia or Justin would have Tia's to fucking go there Africa. in order for Africa to get enough points. Basically, someone from Africa has to win the games if they ever want to get another person uh, into the, um, uh, a, another spot to qualify to go from the semifinals to the games. And I want you, I want you to listen very carefully to this uh, interview here. This is Dave Eubanks. This is the guy who is in charge of, of making this new protocol, of organizing this new protocol that takes you from the open. To the to the CrossFit Games, action. My video on Africa. Um, one of the things that it, it appears by looking at the math is that Africa, you know, it takes about five athletes in the top 100 to have a shot at getting into the top 100. But looking at the scoring table for Africa, right? There's 4,800, 800 for the top three. Um, and then it drops down pretty, pretty significantly below that, which if, if they do well in the opening quarterfinals, they're given about 6,000 points. So they need about 1500 over two years in semifinals, which doing so almost is near impossible for Africa. Um, am I thinking about that? Right. Is there, I mean, is there a this? path for Africa? To- so you don't need to worry about any of the numbers you heard. But basically what he has just said to Dave Eubanks is, am I thinking about this right? Is it almost impossible for someone new from Africa besides the one spot that's already allocated to make it to the CrossFit Games? Action? Yeah, yes, please. Get five spots in the top 100 given the, the semifinal scoring table. No, I think you're right. It, it is going to be very, very difficult um, for Africa to get 
enough people in the top 100 for them to earn an additional games qualifying spot. And I guess the question I put back to you is, is your contention that Africa should have an additional games qualifying spot right pause, now? Pause, pause. No. <laughs> he, he responds, he's asking Mike, do you think that someone deserves to go from Africa? That's that's not what that's not what Brian's even proposing at all. He's he's asking this guy, hey, you've built this system that's supposed to let people get to the games who are good enough to get to the games. It's supposed to be this egalitarian, equal playing field. Let's have a mathematical equation or a protocol or an entry that makes it so people who are good enough can go. Let's give opportunity. And Brian's like, hey, you haven't done that for the entire Africa region. Uh, can can you rewind it just like uh, ten seconds? Hit the um, uh, J key and then and, and play this again. This is just I, this is fucking crazy to me. In the top one hundred for them to earn a, an additional game squad. Um, for Africa to get enough people in the top one hundred for them to earn a, an additional game qualifying spot. And I guess the question I put back to you is: Is your contention that Africa should have an additional game qualifying spot right now? No, I'm saying I don't think I don't see a. Keep going. This is great. Path that they can get there, though, in the, in any time down the future, because of the number. Because just qualifying for the games right now pretty much guarantees you're in the top 100 for two years, right? You're going to get somewhere in the you know 4,000 to 3,000 plus point range, which is well above most likely the 7,500 it's going to take to get into the top 100. Um, but if you finish in third place, fourth place twice in Africa, you're only going to get an additional 800 points, right? You're going to be around 6,800 points, leaving only three in the top 100. I just don't see a path that even if there were great athletes that came out of Africa, they're never going to get five spots to get that opportunity. Yeah, and so I mean, it's possible that's one of the things we look at in the off season. But um, I mean, pause, again, pause. What I would say is that uh, he needs to be like, uh, "Fuck you, Brian." There absolutely is. This is a totally fair uh, protocol that we've vetted and works. Uh, yeah, they hate Asians even more coming from Yash. Uh, let me see. Uh, Halpin has a couple things in here, uh, unfucking me a little bit. Uh, not almost impossible. It is impossible. If your region does not have five spots, they don't get an extra spot. This is true for Oceania and Africa. Um, th- it's weird that it took me three shows to finally uh, pick up on this, <laughs> and then and then also for help helping to unfuck me yesterday, and then Brian Spent to do this great interview. If Africa had Tia, Kara Saunders, Ellie Turner. And Jamie Simmons, they could never, ever send more than one athlete with the points table and the two-year look back. Holy shit. Is that true? They could have Tia, uh, Mal, Laura, Danielle, and they still would not. So I would just say, hypothetically, they've got 50 Tias sitting over in Africa. You you (laughs) have to have five athletes in the top 100. Oh, five. Okay. Okay. So So if you guys don't understand I want to try to explain this to people who just aren't um, uh, following along clearly. Basically, there's this thing, it's and it's hard to follow. There's this thing, it's called the um, strength of field. And basically, and, and, and basically, that's the number of points. You get a worldwide ranking, and then that gives you a certain number of points. So Hiller may have 10, Brian Spin uh, may have 10, and I may have 10. And we're all from Africa, so that gives us 30 points, right? 
And so those 30 points uh, in our region, then they look at a chart and they're like, okay, how many people uh, get to qualify for the CrossFit Games based on the fact that their um, strength of field numbers and their worldwide rankings numbers equal 30 points. And what they're saying, what Brian Spin and Halpin are saying is it doesn't matter how many points they fucking get. They can't get enough points because the way they've set this up for Africa ever to have another person qualify besides the one. And now you might think, and, and that's what Adrian was saying. And I want to defend Adrian here a little bit. And I am biased. I fucking love Adrian to death. But Adrian said, does it pass the sniff test? And what he meant by that is, does do the same number of people get to go this year in 2023 that probably would have gone in 2022? The answer is yes. But why concoct this protocol that now makes it absolutely impossible for anyone from Africa to go? And if you wanted to use the CrossFit Games logic, this is where it gets weird. You would have to say that they're 100% racist, that they fucking hate black people and Arabs. I'm just using their logic. I don't actually think that. But I know Dave Eubanks is woke as fuck. And I just want to say one more thing. I don't want to drag you you two into this. But I want to play one more fucking clip. And then I want to ask you guys about, about this. Uh, uh, Caleb, can you play the next clip where Mr. Spin asks him, are you happy with, by the way, you're the, I, I, told, I knew you were fucking amazing at Waterpalooza. I told you I wish I was you. Uh, now I doubly wish I was you. Or at least you were my son or something. Um, uh, um, uh, th- he, this is crazy. Watch the rest of this. And I don't think that they're racist, but this has made it the least inclusive uh, CrossFit Games in the history of CrossFit Games. It's, it's, it's loaded so that melanated people from the African continent cannot go. And uh, I'm just using their logic. And I would uh, recommend that Eleanor from the DEI Council, who's so fucking concerned about us using words, and, and that's what I was making fun of her earlier, if you went to her LinkedIn profile, she's posted phrases that people shouldn't say anymore, like shoot me an email. That, that was me uh, making fun of her. I would say that uh, Mr. Eubanks should be uh, have to do 52 weeks of uh, sensitivity training and uh, maybe send him to the Congo. Yeah, Eubanks is exactly right. Or Asian. Yeah, he hates Asian people too. I mean, this is, this is batshit crazy. But I want you to know, I actually don't think he's racist. I just think he's a moron. Okay, action. So those are great things, but I think it is serving the purpose that it is meant to serve. Um, oh, sorry. Can you start it, it back is, 10 seconds uh, earlier? You know, you, okay, here we go. Action. And it should continue to be, and I, I encourage it. So those are great things, but I think it is serving the purpose that it is meant to serve. Um, like you said, it gives uh, you know commentators and athletes and fans a lot of stuff to talk about, about where the worldwide rankings are. And it gives us an objective system that we can look at and say, hey, if you're in the top one, the worldwide 100 after quarterfinals, you have you know material bearing on how many games qualifying okay, spots awesome. are going to be. So it serves the system it's supposed to serve, and, a quoting, and, and that's to keep Africans out. I rest my case, Your Honor. Um, uh, Mr. Spin, when you did this interview and you're at 2438 and you ask him that, like you're 24, you can pull it down now, Caleb. Thank you. I'd like to see Mr. Spin's face a little bigger. When you, when you, are you following all this, Hiller? I'm following. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm picking it up as you're throwing it down. Uh, uh, Mr. Spin, uh, as, um, as at the 24 minute mark, when you bring this question up, are, are you, are you nervous to bring this question up? Because you know that it, it's going to act, it's He might dig himself into a fucking corner. I mean, I, I knew going into this, obviously he's been on several podcasts, CrossFit and talking elite fitness. 
where it was very just this is the greatest system ever. Nobody has really complained about it. Um, and I didn't want to just get in to start throwing mud the first minute, right? I mean, it 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 wasn't gonna we weren't gonna get anything out of the conversation. So I really wanted to just frame questions that got beyond the surface level of yeah, we want to surf you know a, a top one hundred and and that's gonna send people to the to the CrossFit Games and it's really no different. Um, and so, I mean, asking that question, I wasn't sure, first of all, if he's even going to react to it. Um, but when he said that, you know, there's, there's really no way for it. I, I knew that he probably hasn't done the math on it um, or, or worse. I, I think, I honestly think that what they've done, and I'm just, well, what do you think? That, do, do you have any opinions on um, whether this is, um, uh, this is stupidity or this is actually cool because it keeps the status quo or do you have any thoughts on on how they ended up in this position where they have to answer a question that basically says yeah it doesn't matter how good the athletes are who come out of africa they can't come to the games i think they created a system that was going to mimic what 2022 looked like um with math rather than them saying here's how many spots you get and what really threw me off is if, if you listen, I asked about the minimum number of spots, you know, why not start with one? And the answer was because the rule book was already in, in process and it already had defined the number of minimum qualifying spots. So we built the, the unallocated spots and the calculations off of that versus maybe doing the right thing and saying, Hey, everybody gets one spot. And, I, and I heard Mike, you ask him that question twice because when he said it, you said, I just want to clarify, you built this system after the rule book. I couldn't believe it. I mean, <laughs> if, you're, if you're building an entire system that's meant to be off of, you know, the best athletes getting there, why are you throwing two spots to Asia and two spots to Latin America with, you know, just based off history? I mean, ba- basically at the point that they see someone great, the next great person come out of Africa after um, let's say uh, Jason Smith, like let's say, or Keelan Henry, they're basically just going to have to go. They're going to have to change the rules. They're going to have to arbitrarily now just add someone and be like, okay, now two people get to come from Africa and making this kind of a mockery of the whole uh haunt method that they're parading out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could have, that's Keelan the only way, win. right? You could, you could have Keelan win in 23. And then next year, in 24, Jason Smith win the games. So you'd have two CrossFit Games champions out of Africa, and they still would not get to <laughs> the games in 25. It's unreal that they put this much work into parading this well, out. Well, and it Brian, ends up just hurting. Like this is like uh, this is like this ends up being like BLM. They put all that work in, and all you get is a 34 percent increase in black homicide. It's fucking nuts. If you had Jason Nuts. Smith one year and Keelan win the next year, you're also assuming that one of them would not make the games in the following year, which would be impossible if you really think about it, the games champion not competing in the following year. Well, unless he was pregnant, <laughs> which I think Banks thinks that men can get pregnant. I, and, and I don't mean that jokingly. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, um, what are they, they going to uh, gonna have to do? to? Or do you think how, how long are they going to run with this? Are they, do you think they're going to double down on their error? Or they're going to have to back back out of this. 
I mean, nothing's going to change for 23. I think that's, that's ship sailed. Um, I, I someone, hope- someone there's going to realize what they've done, right? That they've made it impossible for uh, anyone from the African continent. I mean, can, can't someone get, can't someone call the Biden administration and have them just. I, I think what you'll see is, especially when you start throwing out you know, and, and he has these point, these new point tables for the new semifinals, right? Based off of 13 athletes or 12 athletes in North America going. What that's going to do is they're going to more athletes have the opportunity again. I think Mike talked about it um, on your last show that there's a more opportunity for these guys in North Af- North America and Europe to push into the bottom half of the top 100 and kick out those athletes that are in Oceania or Africa or Asia that might have been in the 90th, 90th to 100th, and now they're in the 101st to 110th. And so I think what you'll see is in 24, you'll see even less of the smaller regions have a representation in the top 100. Wow. Uh, and that's moving the needle in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, they knew they were moving. Uh, sorry, this is Mike uh, Halpin. Uh, they knew they were moving out of Asia during the games last year when he announced a permanent a visa. So they knew in giving two spots to Asia that it was to athletes that have only finished in last. I think he left out Roman. That's what he meant, Roman. I mean, they knew that. I mean, when they put the rule pick out, it was called the Roman rule. I mean, everybody knew it. So, you know, when you're creating this, and yeah, I mean, uh, let, let me see that again. Uh, pull that up again. Sorry. Uh, let me, uh, Halpin, uh, Mike Halpin. An important reminder the top athletes, Keelan and Michelle Bazinet, have dual citizenship. They can just leave and compete somewhere else. That's good. <laughs> Holy shit. This is uh, Jake. Um, uh, d- dome, uh, but I think the CrossFit team is right in saying that an individual athlete's placement is not a good metric of how many spots that region should have. All right, what should they do? Hey, here's the thing. Anybody got something there? This, if if this was a matured sport, uh, and we started, let's say this was a matured sport. Let's say Brian, and we gave just each region five athletes, right? Or six athletes. Let's say forty-two people come to the games, and then every and then we start the Dehant method. Then then we're good to go, right? Actually, we. But eventually, someone could get into a pinch and get down to one or zero again. Mm. If you started out with five each, no, I mean no. because because that scoring table. the The problem is you have over two years you have eight scored opportunities, and we know half of those are meaningless. The open and quarterfinals are meaningless, and Dave admitted that, right? They're you get, everybody gets the same amount of points. Right. The games again is only for the top 40 athletes. So the place where you make a movement is in the semifinals. That's the only way you can get from outside the top 100 to inside the top 100 is basically going to the games or getting enough points um, to crack that 7,500 threshold. So it, basically you're just going to be in, in that situation. You're pretty much going to be, five in every region every single year. So remember the year that the South had what's going on with him. There was a, oh, the, shit, the South regional. It's hailing. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm in Arizona. I heard hail. It was the very notably desert. weaker in the South, in the Americas. And then everyone just kind of knew, but no one really had too big of a problem with it. it. I don't know why they don't just give more spots to Africa and say, well, 
you got them because you're Africa and they're just, it would be like the South region back in the North America. What was it during the regionals? Of course. I, I mean, there's, there's several different ways. I mean, I I've looked at it by looking at the top 100 and if you're in first place, you get hundred points, second place, 99 and using the daunt that way. Um, that way, like I, I, I pushed Dave, Justin Medeiros should count worth more, you know, get more votes than say the 99th place person in, in the world. Um, and what that does is if you look at giving one spot to every region and doing that calculation, it gets about to the same spot, but after a year or two, you have room to kind of move in and out of that. Um, but it, it, it's a tough situation given that we only have eight scored events and only four matter. In a nutshell, uh, and I'm going to take a stab at this. I'm going to uh, see, and then we'll let, uh, I'm going to hear Andrew's take and uh, Brian's take. In a nutshell, basically, what we're saying is this if you don't start, it, it, the cards are stacked so that whoever, fuck, I don't even know how to explain it. It's, it's simply and eloquently. Go ahead, Mr. Spin. You want to take an idea, a, a stab at it? Just basically for people who can't follow the math and the numbers, just be like, hey, this is the fucking problem. And this is why Africa's fucked. Yeah, the, the problem is the DeHunt method requires, the way they have it set up, you have to have five people in the top 100 to have a chance at the DeHunt method calculating to give you an additional spot, one of those 17 unallocated spots. The problem is the point structure for semifinals in Africa, where they only give you one, you don't have enough athletes based on the scoring table, which... You get 4,000 for first, which you win that. You go to the games. You're in the top 100. Second place only gets 1,800. Third place gets 800. Fourth place gets 400. You need at least 1,500 points off of two semifinal events in two years to break into the top 100. If you do the math, fourth place and fifth place do not get there if they get fourth and fifth two years in a row. So next year or the year after Africa will only have maybe three athletes in the top 100. And so they'll never get an additional spot to the games. They'll always keep one. Basically, if you, if you can't make it to the games, you can't get enough points to get more games athletes there. Mm-hmm. And they've set it up that Africans can't get to the fucking games. The end. Killer, do you want to take a stab at it? Uh, just, uh, I, I, I listened pretty closely to, of course, the drug interview with the Blue City team, and I did a video on it. And what I took away from their interactions with the people over at CrossFit is that there's too many people. By the way, that was a great many, video. That was a great video. I watched that. Thanks. Too many people doing too many jobs. And when you do too many jobs, issues like this could possibly be arising, which is they haven't looked into this and Brian has figured it out. And then now you're saying they're going, Oh shit on their end of the table thinking they hadn't thought about this scenario. And now they got to figure it out on the fly. Or is there a world where they do already know about it and they just don't care. Um, uh, a reminder, the athlete that just went to the games from Africa for women is going team. So there's 4,000 less points and one less African athlete in summation. Also, I just want why you to, do they have to do this. 
<laughs> Why do they have to do this? It's so confusing. The sport doesn't need to get harder. It needs to be simplified so that people don't have to dig through and figure out how the fuck everything works. Make it like, what was, I mean, 2019 was ridiculous, but everyone knew what was going on. Pretty I, simply. I, I, I want to reiterate. I want to reiterate. Remember those people who said that I'm out when it was by far. There were more ethnicities and more nationalities at that CrossFit Games than all the other CrossFit Games combined. Combined. And remember the people, and, and, and I want to say uh, pr- probably more people with uh, the gay people too. Let's just throw that in there, even though I can't prove that. I only suck three guys' dicks there. Uh, but remember, that's the guy they kicked out. That's the guy that they, that they, that they hated on. And now, and now, we have the most restricted CrossFit games ever. Especially if you're from the African continent. Just remember that. Remember those people, those I'm out people. It's weird. They know not. Didn't Jesus say something like they know not what they did? Forgive them. Uh, it was 2018, 2019. I can't remember. All was, sorts of funny, all sorts of funny, all sorts of funny looking people. Armenians and shit, weird-looking motherfuckers from the Middle East were in the game. I was, I was there. There um, they are. Look at them. Look at all these weirdos. Yeah, it's lit. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. I, I, and, and I want to, I want to show you this too. By the way, uh, uh, Mr. Beaver, could you pull up the? Uh, there he is. There's my boy. Can you pull up this? This is posted today on LinkedIn. This is at. This is someone that your affiliate money is going to. Remember, they just fired the black guy. Uh, who's running the affiliate department too? Don't forget that Gary Gaines, big fan of Gary Gaines, not because he's black, but because he's a. This fucking thing's about to come down here in uh, Arizona. Can you hear this shit? It's getting no. scary. Uh, uh, can you, uh, Caleb, uh, on LinkedIn, the head of their DEI council just posted this uh, bunch of words that you're not supposed to say. This is this is where your affiliate money is going to. This, her name's Eleanor. Uh, can you imagine? She's a professional censorer. She professionally censors words, censors people. Sevon is in Tucker Carlson mode. I don't mean to be. I just want to. I'm, can I be Martin Luther King or some shit? I want to be Gerard Butler in 300. What do I got to do? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, let I'll me kick Dave Eubanks. Oh, I like, almost put Halpin on timeout. I almost clicked the wrong button. Uh, exactly, Sevon. That should also remind the PFAA, the DAC, and the I'm Out athletes that in 2020, athletes seem to have all the power, but in 2023, it's back to CrossFit can do what they want. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you should have, you should have, uh, the grass is not greener on the other side of the hill. Caleb, are you, are you working on it or? Oh, yeah, he is working on it. Oh. I just want to show you this. It's a, it's a LinkedIn post, LinkedIn post. Oh, have you seen it, Susa? Have you seen this post? I sent you a screenshot of it. I, c- I cannot believe that there's someone Thanks, at Elise. HQ that makes money. Hey, uh, d- dear, dear Don. Oh, yes, Malcolm X. Thank you. I'll take it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Jesus. Change your profile pic. It chubs me up every time I see it. This nice. is this is uh, this is Ellen Elaine Marino. Uh, she her aya aya. I do like the fact she speaks oh, Spanish. No. Global, global head of diversity, equity, inclusion. Global. Dude, what do you, stop playing adult. Fuck. 
global. And she's reposted uh, the lead from Atlanta. Like, 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 like that should disqualify you, by the way, of, of anything that we believe that you say, as soon as we know you're from fucking Atlanta. Uh, and this is so she doesn't want us to say pull the trigger. She wants us to say going to launch. You shouldn't say I'm going to take a stab at it. You should say I'm going to take a first pass at it. And she has all of these things. That's your affiliate money, people. Did I tell you I got in a fight with someone at Office Depot today? <laughs> I would love to hear I that think I story. used all the phrases on the left in the middle of it. Beware, Sevon may lose power. I ain't losing shit. I ain't got no power. I got nothing. He's a straight shooter. That's straight out of office space. That quote. Come on. He's a straight shooter with. What the fuck uh, is an Aya pronoun? That's she. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with Aya. Uh, yeah, I guarantee she doesn't CrossFit either. It, it, probably. Probably not. What is That's wrong with the stuff on the left? Can you tell me? Like, what's wrong That's with saying I got? I was blown away. That was awesome. Oh, she's riding the horse because I, I watched CNN today for two hours. She's riding the horse. There, they can't stop talking about. Um, it's so funny. They didn't care. They didn't care when Joe Biden um, about the laptop, and they didn't care that the virus was made in China. But now, all of a sudden, they're focused on these balloons from China, and they're focused on the school shootings. It's bizarre. Stop watching that shit, unless you're just there to do research. Uh, Sevon, uh, do you want us to be an affiliate owner? Uh, Sevon, do you want us to be an affiliate owner? Is that what you're saying? I want you to do whatever you want to do, but but you're paying you're paying money to the mothership, and I just want you to know what it's for. Hey, every single affiliate owner I've had on, and I have one on a week, I try to, has been like, yeah, I pay money because of for brand loyalty. That's what they do it because they're good people with values. They're good fucking people with values. People with values don't need their money spent on being told what to say or excluding people from the African continent of making it to the games. That's not their, that's not those kind of people. That was deep. That's what I'm saying. And, and I, and I, I would love for CrossFit to succeed. And I, and I love Don and, or I love what Don's doing. I'd like to love Don and I would like, and I, and, and I love Adrian that I actually do love Adrian. There's people over there that I dig, but I'm just seeing this dumb shit. I mean, look at, look at my buddy. Sousa fucking pays money over there doing it for Sousa. Hey, I pulled this up earlier. Do you think that looks like Eubanks? It looks like me if I fucking got juiced up with the plastic <laughs> surgery and got a fucking I, I think that looks a lot like Eubanks without <laughs> the AirPods in, of course. Uh, I, you know what's funny, too, is my mom, uh, uh, my mom hates it when I say anything bad about Eubanks because uh, he was the... He, he was the instructor at her level one, and she said he was a fucking class act and a good dude. Natty Moody. Okay. And uh, and, and, uh, thank you, uh, Mr. Spin. Uh, thank you, Mr. Hiller. Uh, Mr. Beaver. Does, does anyone does anyone have anything that they want to say? Um, yeah, I might be late to the party on this. I'm sure you guys are going to laugh at it. But at some point, did we realize that it's Barry my cock in her? Y- oh, yeah, man. Shit. Where you been? <laughs> oh, shit. No. Oh, no. <laughs> I bury McCocken. No, I never knew that. Holy I was just thinking shit. about it when you said it earlier, the way you said it. I was like, wait a minute. Have we ever acknowledged Guys, this? He's been Bro. on the show for Bro. <laughs> I on. never knew. I yeah. never Why knew. Did you, what, what, I'm kidding. It's been like a hundred shows. <laughs> who said it first? If someone did, I, I always say they bury McCockener. I but but I never I'm like the guy on The Simpsons, the dumb shit. Bro. I was there too. I didn't I didn't get it's it. It's been at least four months. 
that I've known this and just you, brought it up thinking everyone knew. Well, Caleb, you knew? Caleb, you knew? Bro, I knew for like a hundred shows. Well, what are you going to share with the rest of us? You know we're slow. I, we're going slow. Uh, you know? I thought we all knew. No, you got to spell that knew. out. Hey, I thought we knew all the perverse jokes. <laughs> Barry. McCockiner. <laughs> I had no idea. Okay, come let me come on back to seriousness. I don't want this show to fall into the gutter. All right, sorry. Uh, okay. <laughs> I thought we. I thought it was like free swim. I, I get what you're saying, Stevon, but I think you need to tell the other people working within HQ your opinions on this. Like who? Like how this? I am. Well, what do you mean? I am. This is the show. I mean, I um, I I I I, I am. I'm, I mean, uh, I, I don't want to like bug this shit. I mean, I've I've texted Don a few times some things that I think that um. I tried to get his ear on some maybe some things that I've I've witnessed that I think that could be fixed that could help. Um, I, I don't want to. Uh, I, I mean, Dave knows sort of how I feel. Um, he, I, I don't. I don't want to. To tell you the honest truth, I'm pretty sensitive around this time of year uh, with talking to Dave about game shit at all. I mean, today uh, I spoke to him on the phone. And we talked about motorcycles. Um, and uh, whether about why she's 22 the whole time. Uh, say that again. Did you talk to him about why he all, why he shoots twenty twos all the time? No, no, I didn't. Why has he been shooting a lot of? Uh, that, but like, what do you want me to do? Who do you want me to call? Oh, but they know, dude. They know, dude. All so many fucking people watch this show. How the fuck could they not know? They know. They know. Yeah. I mean, they. Um. Uh. Souza is intimately. Uh. I mean, he's in a fucking affiliate owner. I mean, he talks to um, the peoples. The people. They know. They all know. What's happening over there is they, they, the, some of the Rosa squad is still in there, and they're just fucking up. And basically, here's the thing that needs to happen. And some people are going to really hate this. But basically, everyone who put up, and, and I'm using this as a metaphor, everyone that put up a BLM sign in their front yard basically let the rest of us know they're the fucking racists. And so, like, we had a moment two years ago where everyone got to fucking the, – the light was turned on in the kitchen, and we saw all the roaches scurry everywhere. And we saw where they hide and what they said. And we saw what, what each person stood up for, right? It's like this. A little kid walked into a room with a cap gun. And we saw who the heroes were that tackled them. And we saw the people who ran. And we saw the people who held up babies for protection. We saw that. We know who they fucking are. <laughs> we know who the cowards are. We know who the courageous ones are. And it's like, and, and so now it's this, this um, we just know. And, and I'm not saying that you can't become courageous. But but I think what mostly is people are uh, are just doubling down on their stupidity, and that's what you have at HQ. There's a at some point Don's going to have to realize, hey, I'm either going to fire all the pussies or I'm going to fire all the courageous people. But they're never going to fucking move forward. They either have to turn into Orange Theory, mm. you know, or they're going to have to um, uh, uh, turn back into CrossFit. And, and to turn back into CrossFit, you're going to have to t- clear out the idiots. You need people like Dave who will be like, like am I L one? My first L1, Dave said, we have 65-pound bars over here for Fran. That's for women and pussies. That is not inclusive language. Yeah, and 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 I was not offended. I, I was offended. I really hated him for that. And now I've come around. Now you're okay with it? You're okay yeah. with that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's still a dickhead thing to do, but I'm okay with it. Hey, I have to agree with I your mom, I was upset because I was a fucking 45-pound bar guy. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't a category for me, super pussy. <laughs> And do you know what I did? I hid in the ring like a pussy. There was a boxing ring there. And everyone there did Fran except for me because I was scared because of what that Navy SEAL said. 
You stood in the corner with your camera. And a couple of years later, Dave told me, hey, I saw you hide, you little bitch. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Hey, I found it. I stumbled upon an old video on YouTube, and I have a quick question. You'll be able to answer it in one second. There was hey, a guy. Uh, sorry, sorry. One, one thing. Uh, but, oh, why did Nicole leave and come back? Just curious. Send her an email and ask her, please. Go ahead, Susan. <laughs> she may not get your email. Uh, there was a guy named Andy Olson, and he was like a light technician. Yes. Do you know the video? He was there. About? Yes, I remember okay. when he came to CrossFit HQ. You made a video where Dave yeah. basically gave him a little feedback on his one muscle-up attempt, and then he got it on his second try ever. Yeah. <clears throat> question, hard-hitting question. Was that video staged? Uh, yes and no. W- that guy w- weighed fucking uh, 120 pounds and was strong as a fucking bull. Yeah, he almost any got on the first try. Taught, Sorry, Dave. Any jackass could have taught him a muscle-up. Yeah, he was an electrician. He had forearms like fucking Popeyes. He was like, Mah. yeah, he got the ball yeah. and he had it down. Yeah. It was funny. Silly. And I also, to- uh, Mister Spin, how's your CrossFit? Uh, it's going all right. Good. Deal with a little knee, knee injury, but it's fine. How'd you do that? Uh, box jump overs, just a lot of volume of them. How's the kids? They're doing well. Basketball how's on day- Saturdays, soccer on starting next month. So busy. Huh. Uh, how's Better the day job? Uh, it's, I'm, I'm doing both. So yeah. Trying to keep up with it. How, how's the marriage? Fantastic. All right. Is that oh, a real plant? You got some lightning going down. It is. It is. Oh, I heard, I heard that one. I hope that clears up by the time. Oh, I look, fly can in. You see? oh, out there, the neighbor's alarms going off. Oh, really? Yeah. The bad part of Arizona. <laughs> All hell's breaking loose. Uh, Mr. Spin, how are your forearms? Uh, they're fine. All right. Yeah, Interesting question. Getting um, stronger, you think? What's that? <laughs> Getting stronger, you think? Oh, very much, yes. Not Hiller what's strong. The fi- but... what's, your, what's your favorite muscle on your body? <laughs> <laughs> this is getting weird fast. His well, I need to get more than one word answers out of you. And I need to know why it's your favorite muscle. <laughs> I like you like your, you really like your calves. I do have nice you're, calves. You're upset I do that have they nice didn't calves. protect you during your box I, jump overs. I, uh, I I ran in when I was younger, so the calves are are doing well. Yeah, I've actually seen pictures of your calves. They look great. On Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the plan is Mr. Spin. I miss you uh, from Gabe at Paper Street Coffee. Uh, the other uh, bold sponsor for the seven podcast. Um, uh, I, I just want you guys to know on Thursday uh, brought to you by uh, paper street coffee and uh, California hormones. We will be doing an open show right after the open announcement. Excuse me. Uh, Taylor self will do the open workout. Then he will come on the show and myself and Jr. and Taylor and maybe Caleb and Souza will then watch Hiller do the workout live. You go with that, Hiller? <laughs> yeah. And that's gonna be that's gonna be this Thursday. So plan on like 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, and uh, may, maybe uh, since Halpin and Spin have been so good to me this week, I'll um, invite them on. Mr. So Spin, Mr. Spin that's where you go. I'd be honored. I was reading the comments. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that, that happens okay. <laughs> uh okay I'm, thank I'm you very much everyone uh fantastic show uh we will be um clipping this uh last half hour and making its own video very soon 
um, please uh, share it. Uh, Mr. Halpin would be honored. I uh, would love to have you back. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, talk to you soon. And uh, bye-bye. <laughs>